This is Hashtag Authentic, a podcast for creatives, dreamers and entrepreneurs online. I'm your host, Sarah Tasker, a certified coach specializing in creative business and all things related to social media and the digital realm. This is episode number 113. Hello, hello. How are you all doing? I'm in this group chat with some um, 20 year olds on Twitter at the moment and they all call each other bestie and I like it. I want to call you all bestie too. We're all besties here. So besties, how's it going? It's been an interesting time on social media. Don't know if you've noticed. Instagram is having a moment still. It's quite a long moment we're going through but I'm keeping the faith that she's going to find her feet again. And Twitter is less optimistic in my opinion. I don't know what to say about Twitter right now, except I'm really sad because I know it's not everybody's favorite platform and I understand why that is. But if you find community there, it becomes a really important part of your daily life. And I know there's lots of us on there who are very connected to one another and who will really, really miss each other if things go the way they are predicted to go under the new ownership. So if you're on Twitter, if you're on Instagram, if you want to keep in touch beyond those platforms, I'd love you to come and find me over on Substack. That's where I'm hanging out the most right now. Substack is sort of a mixture between a blog and a mailing list wrapped into one. Have a listen to the episode a couple of episodes ago with Farah Store, if you've not already, to get the inside scoop on Substack. But they've added some new features even just this week. One of them is a private members only chat, which is kind of a little bit like Twitter, but just for us. And... If you subscribe to my Substack and download the app, then you can join in with that for free. So yes, in the interest of diversification, I'd love to see you there, hopefully to get you hooked on Substack along with me. So let me tell you about today's episode. Today we are talking to Susan Ma, who I first met on Instagram years ago now when I came across her beautiful world through her photography and then got to know her even more beautiful self. I knew her a bit better through the Insta Retreat, but earlier this year she joined my Sell Your Shit class, and it's a really small group program, so I got to know all of the women that were taking part in that super well. And Susan really shared so much of herself and and so much of her journey that I thought was so inspiring that I wanted to bring her on here and get her to share some of it with you too. Susan is a branding specialist for creatives. She makes a wonderful world of photography and aesthetics and emotion with everything she does and to get the full Susan experience you really need to go and check her out on Instagram as well so make sure you do that. The link is in the show notes. And while I have you here, I probably should actually tell you about Sell Your Shit, seeing as the whole premise of that class is to show up and talk about the things you have for sale to people. This class came about after so many conversations with so many of you in the Insta Retreat, online, on Instagram, on Twitter, who have these amazing, heartfelt, beloved businesses selling products or services that you adore, but not actually finding it very easy to show up and get people to buy those things. If you are someone who feels awkward or ashamed or uncomfortable when it comes to selling, if you worry about what people will think of you if they see you actually trying and selling your work, if maybe you're doing the bare minimum to get by in terms of selling, but know that if you did more, you could be making a much better income for yourself, then sell your shit might be exactly what you need. 
It's a super small group program, so it's really intimate. We have weekly teaching calls live with me, as well as live coaching calls with myself and Sally Hardy, who, if you are in the Insta Retreat, you will know her very well. And we also do a weekly co-working call where we all come together on Zoom and work through that week's assignments. If you've not done co-working before, it is magic, especially if you're someone who tends to struggle with the implementation phase, with the actually getting the stuff done in a class. Co-working calls are the solution. We're going to be running before Christmas as well as after in this class, which means that you can smash your December sales as well as your January ones. I really wanted to avoid the trap of making lots of promises to yourself and then run up to Christmas and then New Year starting and struggling to get them back into work. So we're doing both and there are just a couple of places left. We start on Monday. So if you're interested in selling your beautiful magical shit, you can find the link in the show notes Or just go to meandola.co.uk and you can click on the banner. And if you're listening to this in the future and and are interested in joining another Sell Your Shit class, we will be running it again in the new year. So just hop on my email list and you will get notified. Anyway, enough about me. I want to introduce you to Susan. Hi, Susan. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sarah. Oh my goodness, this is so real. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) It's so nice to have you all to myself. I'm very, very privileged. Would you do us the honor of sharing who you are and what you do? Of course. Well, my name is Susan Mar, or Susan Mariscal. And what I do is um, I'm a branding specialist. Like I've been doing this for the past, like, so, so however many years, I don't know, like more than a decade, maybe. <laughs> and I call myself a uh, creative for creatives. I love that because there is a very specific kind of relationship you have as a creative when you employ a creative to do branding. I've been through this and okay. the way you understand the creative process and aesthetics and even things like Instagram, I think is really unique. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad to hear I'm glad to hear that. You know, it's always fun to hear someone else's perspective. <laughs> so how did you get into doing what it is you do now? Uh, I think I've always been a creative. You know, I remember since I was a little girl, I used to just spend a lot of time sitting in my bathroom floor, just like doing all kinds of creative things. And when I was about like in maybe sixth grade, I just came up with this um, fabulous texture that I could make out of like um, cereal boxes, like recycled cereal boxes. And I will just uh, pay uh, like paste on top kind of like a toilet paper with uh, watered down um, school glue. And so I will make kind of like little boxes as a gift for my friends with something hidden inside made out of those materials. And I will just be fascinated to see their reactions and they will even get excited to see it. Like, you know, every time that they knew their beer thigh was coming and they knew they were going to get one of those little boxes, (laughs) they used to get so excited. And like, I feel like I've always been a creative. So I always knew and yeah. Yeah. And it's that it's almost the same process then if you do someone's branding as you making those little <laughs> presents for your friends, right? It's like giving it over to them and seeing them light yes. up. 
Yes, that is so exciting, you know. I always know I'm blessed to always get those little messages when my clients receive their branding and they're like, Susan, I'm like, I'm just crying over here. And you can tell that they couldn't handle, like they couldn't stop themselves for replying the moment that they opened the email. And I usually include a video, you know, explaining what I'm like delivering to my clients so they, they understand. And they always have an emotional reaction. They can't help it. And I'm just, you know, I'm here for it. Yes. I think that is such a big part of like, I don't know if we would call it aesthetics or just like as humans, we respond to visuals in a really emotional way. And yet definitely like in the UK, but I think this is globally, we have this kind of narrative that it's shallow to care about how things look. Like it's superficial or, you know, if you care too much about how you look or you care how your Instagram looks or you care how your house looks, that that's kind mm-hmm. of means you don't have depth, which to me is so strange when, like you say, it's such an emotional uh, kind of trigger wow. for us. Yeah, maybe. That's so interesting. I grew up in in Guatemala City, a third world country. And I think growing up like that, it was it is completely different. So yeah. I didn't get like what you're saying right now is so interesting to me. Because, so what was your yeah. experience? Was yours, yours is different? Yeah, I just like, um, you know, I, to be honest, I don't even think that I had an experience to talk about necessarily about that. Mm, because bothering about aesthetics and how things look it is yeah. a luxury that comes yeah after the essentials of surviving exactly yeah you just you just hit the, the point there yeah mm-hmm. so I feel like uh I just grew up you know trying to survive I guess and like mm. like I did care for aesthetics because I've always I I've always care. Like I I was that girl that wanted like a very specific type of pants, you know, <laughs> and and they were in my head somehow. My mom my mom will be like, oh no, we have to go and like try to find some kind of like a pair of pants for Susan that look <laughs> just like whatever she's picturing in her head. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's very different. Tell us more about your upbringing then, because I think it can be surprising, definitely if someone experiences you for the first time on Instagram, where you present such a beautiful world, to Mm. then contrast that with, I know some of the stories you've shared with me about your childhood, um, I think it's surprising to people. Mm. Well, I can see that. I feel like part of the reason why I created that, that, like, world on Instagram. It's because it's an escape. Mm-hmm. It's an kind of like an imaginary world. And I didn't realize how much I think even as an adult I like like I'm fan of like Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. of or like um and Wina with an E or Anne of Green Gables. Mm-hmm. I just love the way she kind of like escapes into like that um, magical world made of words for her anyway so I feel like growing up 
on a third world country. Like one of the memories, I have many memories. Uh, it's just that idea that we didn't have like uh, water, like uh, water running running through the pipes, right? Mm. Uh, so my dad will go out every morning to just uh, with one of those containers. <laughs> the word the word escapes me right now, but I think it's called drum yes uh, okay. it's like uh yeah yeah <laughs> so he had to like take it outside and just wait for the the water truck to come wow. and just pour the water for us for that like for a day or for a week and then even to take a shower I just have to like wait for my mom to heat water and like kind of mixed the water with the cold water to so I have something warm to like use yeah. for like taking a shower and that's a, that stays with you you know um and that's one of the memories that I have being little yeah and but like I'll, I don't even know I'm like I feel like there are a lot of stories that I could tell you yeah well and do you know and I think it's important to hear those stories because you create such a beautiful world like I think it's an important reminder that where we start is not always a reflection on where we're going to end up and that we can create mm -hmm. realities for ourselves in the world. Would you agree yeah. with that? I mean, yeah. obviously there are limitations. Yeah, yeah, but you can definitely, yeah. Um, I, I think this is the first time that I'm going to share this, but I also lost my little brother when I was little. He was three years old oh and I was, I think I was around 12 so, um, and I've seen someone stop at a like red light and literally shot someone in the back and just leave it there. And, and you like, like I was there and I was like, I just have to run, run for my life because you don't even have time to stop and help mm. anybody. So I'm just saying you like I'm just telling you a few of the things that yeah. I I have to live with like you know those are those are things that stay with you yeah but you know even when you look at those things you can still recognize lessons and like things that you've learned and things that stay with you I learned at such a like young age that life is short. And I've carried that with me and make it a mission to tell people what they mean to me yes. and how, how, how they have touched my life. And I even do that with my clients now. So if a client comes with me, excuse me, comes to me, I will tell them all the, those nuggets of gold that I see uh. in them. Because they might not even see them because they're with them, you know. Yeah, so yeah. to me, their their story matters, their feelings matter, their thoughts matter because they all are part of their story. Just as the things that I'm telling you are part of mine, yes. and I kind of still use that, you know, to help others now. That is a one thousand percent the experience of of knowing you and talking to you and being your friend like you are someone who 
overflows with that love and appreciation and, and seeing the magic in people. And I think it's just it's just wonderful that you've taken those lessons from so much pain because no one would blame you if it had made you harder and colder, but mm-hmm. it's made you warmer and softer, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And stronger. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, you're you're right. And I I don't know why. I think a lot of that has to do with like my faith maybe. I don't know. Like but I've made a point to like look for good in those things. Because now I have empathy and I can yeah. I can honestly say to you I understand. Yes. Like if you 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 just just I don't know how to explain it, but like even my clients, sometimes they they have a lot of them have like deep stories, you know, and and I can when they are sharing and opening opening up to me, I can say I understand. Yeah. And I'm yeah, I'm coming from a place where I can really like connect with them and they they value that. I don't know. I'm getting emotional here. <laughs> well, it's, it's emotional stuff. Like, it, it is. And that's it. Yeah. It's, it's about emotion, whether it's something that we kind of see as being so so simple as branding, but it's about mm-hmm. representing who we are. And the same mm-hmm. for Instagram, the same for a conversation like this, any of it, telling our story and, and being seen by the world and presenting all of the parts of who we are is a very mm-hmm. emotional thing. I wonder, yeah. are there ever parts of your story or your background that you've rejected that you've tried to not accept in that way that we all do like you're, you're talking about other people maybe not seeing their own magic but is that mm-hmm. something you've struggled with yes so I also understand that <laughs> you know, because yeah yeah like I feel like um I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about this, but uh, on your recent class, uh, like, sell your shit. It's not a secret. It's okay. Yeah, we can talk about it <laughs> if you're happy to. Yeah, I'm just like that class, Sarah. Oh, my gosh. That's, I feel like so far that's just, that's your masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I had a chance to talk to Sally uh, over some things because, like, a lot of things, you know, like, Growing up, having to take a shower, well, it's not even a shower, you know, because I had a bucket of water yeah. there I, that I could use. It, it made me feel insignificant. Mm. And I feel like even though on the, like, um, on the outside, maybe I had found um, thoughts that will help me to reframe things. Yeah the pain was still there. And I had the privilege to talk to Sally about that. And it was, it was Um, really emotional actually watching kind of you uncover that in your mind and seeing, because of course, like the lessons we learn as children about our worth and what we can expect from the world and like what we deserve Mm -hmm. We learn them with mm-hmm. the logic of a child, but then we hold on to them as an adult and still try and apply them like rules. And yeah, it was really? so powerful to see your you, the recognition on your face when you were like, "Oh my god, that's oh what I'm goodness. doing." <laughs> yeah, I haven't been able to rewatch that. To no. be honest, I haven't. No, I'm but not like surprised. the moment, yeah, I'm like, I can't believe that I spent 
however many years have been like feeling insignificant that yeah. a part of me felt insignificant and and just to have that awareness that I don't even think that any human on this earth is significant yes. and yet I was telling myself that yes and all that work just... you were doing to make other people's stories mm-hmm. valid and heard and show them how significant they were and yet you weren't giving it to yourself mm-hmm which yes. is, is so um, common to anyone listening who is like a coach or a service-based business of any mm-hmm. kind. I guarantee that <laughs> your one blind spot is always the thing that you're amazing at helping other people do. I don't know why that is, but we all have uh-huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I'm still like just eternally grateful that you and... Sally helped us the way you did so because you also offered me like a bunch of like nuggets of wisdom like I'm always gonna remember when you said like just keep doing what are you doing with with your brand you know and it was a thought a very simple thought but I was like oh my goodness all this time I've had my my own brand on Instagram yeah but I didn't see it as a brand because in my head it was this like whimsical world kind of like uh, is a way to escape yeah so you had instagram is like these things and my branding Mm -hmm. work is separate and they can't mix Mm -hmm. was kind of how you were approaching it yeah yeah until you said those words (laughs) they were so simple and i'm like (laughs) it's the power of an outside set of eyes though right power of someone outside of you going hmm i wondered (laughs) When did you first know that your experience of growing up was different to what other people maybe were experiencing? Because as children, we just kind of accept normality, right? This is mm-hmm. how showers happen. We wait for the water truck. When did you start to mm. be like, my experience is insignificant, I think is what it sounds like you made it mean at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think I started to realize that it was different when I moved to the U.S., yeah. which it was about maybe five years ago that I started to just, well, first to notice the world around me, right? Like this completely different world. Yeah. And like I could go to the park and just take a walk there and nothing will happen. Like you're just peacefully there taking a a walk and you can see the squirrels and just uh, you can hear the kind of like the simmer of the river going at your side, you know? You just feel the sun filtering through the leaves and you realize this is peace. Yeah. And something I didn't have before. Something I didn't have before. So many of us take for granted. If you've always had it, mm-hmm. you kind of think, yeah, it's nice, but it's, it's normal. Mm-hmm. That word, normal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so for you, it's, yeah. you see it with really clear eyes. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. So it was like about like maybe five years ago that I started to do all this work. And then uh, also just first seeing my friends, you know, the life that they live. And, yeah. Uh, and everything around me and then I I I joined Insta- Instagram 
Yeah. So you jo- you uh, moved to the US and then you joined Instagram. I was trying to work out the time scale yeah. in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what made you move yeah. to the US? I got married and my husband is American and I met him in college and I kind of knew well, like we were friends for like three years, I think. And I always knew that he wanted to come back and live in the US because he was born in the US, but he moved to Spain and he lived there most of his life. And then he moved to Guatemala where he met me. So uh, his family was here, and I feel like at the time it was just everything aligned. I was just, I had very bad experience, even working at the place that I was working. I had at one point, uh, a boss just asked me if I could design porn websites, you know, Uh, and I'm like, Oh my goodness! I I'm very I'm bad at confrontation. Or I mean, you would no have made a beautiful porn, porn website. <laughs> it would have been a really nice one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but you just the awkwardness of yeah. that moment when he's like he's sitting in front of me like on, on, on his desk and he just like turns the computer and he's like just pretend this is not there. Oh, wow. I want you to design like the the like the layout, right? And I'm over there sitting like this and I'm like trying to just process what's happening. Mm. And I just say no. I'm like no, I'm like drawing a line and that, now that moment for me created that value of I want to do the things that I do yes, with my own values and my own principles, you yes. know? Oh my gosh, yes. As, yeah, as opposed to like just follow whatever this guy is telling me to do. So, yeah. yeah and because clearly no. he didn't see your magic because your magic is probably not best used <laughs> on porn sites. Like someone out there, I'm sure that that's their thing. Yeah. But it's yeah. not what I would immediately think of with your style. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> want fairies something magical (laughs) I guess I guess that could be magical for somebody yeah we're not judging but yeah we're not judging (laughs) yeah but anyway ah I feel like I I lost my sorry that was my fault I'm (laughs) so yeah so you you moved to the US and you joined Instagram Um, mm -hmm. and I joined Instagram to start just sharing my journey because there were so many new things here and also I had like kind of like this I call it like my leap year you know a year that when I just had moved here and I was like okay now what yeah 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 yeah. so I remember uh grabbing my camera uh I hadn't picked up my camera since college I took like a class I remember yeah and that's why I had my camera so um, I picked up my camera and just started to like capture the world around me and then I was like I feel like I want to share this and I remember my husband had showed to me Instagram because he's like tech savvy like he's always on top of all the technology and things like that so he showed me this new app and I'm like oh I'm gonna you know start sharing here so uh, that's how I started I started just to share and then because I kept like sharing and sharing you know just being very present I just started to like mingle with people and in that then... way that was so much easier to do five mm-hmm. years ago 
mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah, just like just I used to started to comment on other people's, you know, photos. And I just remember that there was this guy and he was a retired guy that he loved photography and he decided to create this group. It's called the Rebels, I think. Mm-hmm. It was called the Rebels. <laughs> and he asked me, like, do you want to be part of our group? And I'm like, okay. So I decided, like, to test my, mm, how, I don't, okay, remember you asked me that when I, re- when I realized that where I was living was like more safe, yeah. you know, that it was different. Even through the internet, I feel like Instagram helped me to understand that, to understand that it was safe to make friends online, that, um, you know, that I could actually show my face because at the beginning I wouldn't even show my face really? because I was afraid. Mm-hmm. What did you think showing your face would do would just make you too vulnerable? vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because then, uh, you know, in Guatemala, it's not safe. Yeah. Yeah. And people, if they spot that you live now in the U.S., they might assume that you have money and then they can threaten your family. And just standing out, I suppose, standing out in any way is is a bad idea Mm -hmm. when you're not somewhere Mm -hmm. safe. You want to try and blend in. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so true that Instagram in particular, the internet in general, gives us chances to take smaller baby steps into things that feel scary mm-hmm. and, and being seen and vulnerability, whatever that looks like for people. Um, certainly mm-hmm. I speak to people all the time who have that similar experience of Instagram was the first time they felt like maybe it's okay to be seen for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I definitely agree. I mean, I can tell you are excited about this topic because you get it also. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I remember, I feel like the after spending some time there and making some friends, I started to realize, okay, it's okay. It's okay. You know, no one is going to come out, come out after, my, after me or after my family. And then I feel like the biggest step happened when... Instagram made me uh, like one of those suggested <sighs> suggested users. The user. We should explain yeah. this because it doesn't happen anymore. But uh, not that long ago, Instagram would pick every month. Was it a month? It was every mm-hmm. month. They would pick a handful of users uh-huh, every month that they'd recommend to new people joining the app. So you join the app and they'd say, "Why don't you follow these people to start with?" And if you got picked, mm-hmm. it was it was like it was like it was two winning weeks of American craziness. Idol. It was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just remember, but you know, that that time I think I think it was for two weeks that they will feature your account. So weeks, yeah. I, yeah, my account just like grew, like uh, just grew to like it wasn't like that big of a number, but I I think I've lost maybe like. 30k people by now I don't know like it just grew 
Yeah, you. what would happen but, was everyone would follow you and then the people who followed you who were like, actually, this isn't what I joined Instagram for mm-hmm. would unfollow. So there was always like a, a drop-off mm-hmm. period. But I wonder, like, people listen mm-hmm. and I'm sure people are like, that sounds like a dream. But how did mm-hmm. it feel to you to go suddenly from like, I'm just posting here to these few people that I connect with to like, here's however many thousand people, like mm-hmm. 20,000 uh-huh. people and they are all waiting for your next post? Yeah, it's a scary yeah. thing. You just sit there overthinking everything. <laughs> and you kind of uh, lose a little bit of like the freedom mm-hmm. that you felt before, right? And yeah, it can be really frightening. And then you realize um, that it the value of having an account that is kind of like niched or versus having a more like not that niche account, you know, because people then they start to, I, I guess the more niche down you have your account, the more people will, um, the few people will follow, you know, because it's a very specific topic. Yeah. And I, I, that's how I, I, I see it. Since it's a very specific topic, less people will follow. But if you don't have that, then a bunch of people might follow you, but then they, they won't follow <laughs> Yeah, because you're trying to please everyone. Yes. You kind of end up pleasing yes. nobody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, uh, yeah, the experience was something else. Yeah, but, but these are like such, this is why I say Instagram is kind of like therapy, because those experiences <laughs> of like, oh, I want everyone to like me, but do I want that more than I want my own voice? And like, mm-hmm. actually, is that more important than my creative expression? And where do I fall on that line? Um, how do I feel about the fact that like I posted and lots of people unfollowed? Like it makes you confront a lot of mm-hmm. the stuff that's hiding under the surface, especially as creatives. I think we all have a lot of thoughts mm-hmm. about what people think about <clears throat> about what people think about us, what people think about mm-hmm. our work. We we talked right. about it a lot, didn't we, in Sell Your Shit, that idea of, like, people can reject exactly. your work but not reject you and how we get mm-hmm. that confused. Brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I agree with that. It's like therapy. Uh, the only thing is that my therapist was my husband hearing me just to talk about all the things. Thank goodness. <laughs> and he... <laughs> like I'm not qualified for this (laughs) (laughs) well he's done a good job I mean come on it seems like it's helped um so how did you go from so I this is around the time I think I started following you so I've known you on Instagram for a Mm -hmm. long time I've known your work on Mm -hmm. there when did that evolve into you starting to do the work you do now professionally uh, actually, very recently, uh, first, uh, maybe about like three years ago, I decided that I wanted to have a shop online after spending all that time on Instagram and just realizing uh, this is pointless. I'm just spending all this time in this little platform. Making and all the making... content and doing nothing. With... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could yeah, sell yeah. to these people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep. And that's thanks to your podcast, a lot of that. Like you're <laughs> intertwined on my story like you have no idea, Sarah. Mm. Like I've heard like both your podcasts and like listening like 
to all like a lot of the advice. So it's an honor. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I feel like thanks to you I realized that I could make money out of my Instagram account. Like, you know, I don't have to keep doing this for free. Yes. I'm like, I can do something. <laughs> Are you all listening? <laughs> it doesn't make you a bad person listen. either. <laughs> it doesn't make you a bad person either. Yeah. So yeah, it, it might be like maybe three years ago, four years ago that I first decided that I wanted to have a shop and I have like many, um, I just tried many things, but uh, I reached the point when I realized that I needed help with like developing like a business and I didn't even know what a business model was back mm. then. And, and, and I'm very like, um, uh, I guess, nerdy person. I don't know how to explain this, but <laughs> I just like to learn like the why yes. and the how. And like, so it took me forever to find a few mentors, you know, like the right fit. Yes. Mm -hmm. So then I took some classes and I started to learn all these things that I had no idea. So my idea of actually making money out of Instagram kind of got like put on hold while I learned all these things and I took the classes and and yeah, I I remember I decided I'm gonna sell these prints online, but then uh, it didn't make sense for me for like the lifestyle that I wanted to run, and it just it it didn't fit within my plan like the way I wanted to live because you'd be going to the post office like three times yeah. a day yeah yeah exactly that and then you have to work over the holidays you know yeah yeah uh, because those are your higher um how do you say but, yeah the, the busy periods aren't they oh I would be terrible at that kind of business <laughs> yeah. yeah terrible <laughs> I just hide yeah. yeah and for so many people like they enjoy that and yeah. I do enjoy the packaging orders you know but now I'm like trying to think ways you know I'm like oh maybe I can do like prints of um say your logo you know and then put it like in a nice recycled paper and just sell it like an add-on you know so I can just email you a parcel with your logo so you can put it like in your office to make you feel like you know uh even if it's an, an at-home office it feels like more real because you're seeing a yeah. tangible Yes. Of your brand. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking, I have, I feel like finally now I'm really starting and I'm like ready to start posting more of my work on my Instagram because so far I've been doing that locally because I have a partner, a business partner, and she does websites and her business, uh, he, she has like her own like business name and everything because she's been doing that for years here. Uh, in Lancaster where I live <laughs> uh, so now I work with her and she's really good at selling so that's why I didn't need to actually go out of my way to sell because she will she's been keeping me busy for years now <laughs> and your brain is like well this is way more comfortable than yeah putting myself out there and and mm -hmm. really actually like trying on my stuff Mm -hmm. But now I'm ready, thanks to sell your shit. Now sounds I like, feel empowered. Sounds like this is, a, this is an ad. It's not an ad. 
<laughs> yeah. But it's not, it's not an ad. But I think that all of those lessons are so important as well that the time we'd spend preparing and getting ready, so much of it is actually just about feeling ready. We're just trying to feel mm-hmm. ready. We're just trying to think thoughts that tell us that we're ready. And mm-hmm. I wonder, like, looking back now with what you know now, and maybe it would be interesting to ask you this in a year's time as well, but what you know now, could you have just done it sooner? No. Why not? I don't think so, Sarah. Because everything is... Um, I. How can I explain this? Okay, I feel like it's kind of like a ripple effect. Yeah. And, you know, I started to put myself out there uh, with Instagram, you know, just to put my work there to be kind of like judged by whomever saw what I was posting. And then I started to share my thoughts. And then I realized that those thoughts were like resonating with people and people will say to me, oh my goodness, Uh, Your captions are so worth reading, even if they are long, because they just make you feel something Mm. at the end. Like, like I will get those kind of comments uh, from the friends that I I made there. And then kind of like your confidence starts to build up, you know, then you take one step and then you see the next one and then you see the next one. And you can't. If you ask me, you can't rush the journey, you know, Uh, as much as I would like to take a shortcut, you you know, because it, it, yeah, it's very unappealing. No, like you will be ready when you are ready, but you have to keep putting yourself out there. You have to, because uh, nothing is going to happen if you just stay still and like also do nothing for yourself. And you have to keep being like a little bit braver every time. If it gets easy, mm-hmm. that means you're ready to do the next scary thing a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah. I think it's such a shame when people outsource this stuff. You know, they might have someone who does all their Instagram posting for them. Mm-hmm. Because what you're describing is so true that all the things you learn about yourself and about how your messages connect with other people... Mm-hmm. And and what works and what doesn't, sometimes it's surprising, mm-hmm. right? You'll post something and you think, this is just me. And mm-hmm. everyone says, yeah, me too, in the comments. Mm-hmm. And all of that learning, there's definitely no shortcut to that. There is definitely not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. tell us about, you say you're ready now. What's What's coming up? What's next? Well... I have something uh, I've been meaning to to start my YouTube channel for like, I don't know, yes. uh, maybe, maybe a year now. <laughs> I don't know. But now finally, uh, I, I, seriously, this is not an ad, but thanks <laughs> to your class, I finally was able to like just see clearly my next step. Like, like I've been taking classes before and I had all this information you know all about my why and like my story and things like that but I didn't know how to use it or put it together like I just had all this information floating around but now after after doing your class I feel like (laughs) I'm just shaking I'm just like I'm busy my husband is like you need to take a break because I just like 
like just pushing just just I'm like I want to get my YouTube channel up and running and um the project uh, that I have in mind is a series called like three on three ways to DIY in your brand from the inside out so you feel like you can finally stop tweaking your brand yes oh my gosh tweaking your brand that is like, that that's <laughs> yeah. that strap line please make sure you include that because I know a lot of people who need that <laughs> So I'm happy to offer this to all like my email subscribers. So what I'm going to do is like, I'm going to break each step like that I, I see that are, it's important starting with your own ex- story and exploring that to moving on to like the graphics, you know, like the logo and the fonts that you use. And each step is going to have three ways of doing each thing mm. because I want to challenge this idea that there is just one way yeah, to do things. This is the right one, right way. Yeah, yeah, because there isn't. Yes. And I feel like I'm, I'm not sure if you're a fan of the Enneagram, but yeah. <laughs> I I got into that before uh, taking having like a proper like therapist because I didn't uh-huh. have the budget for therapy, so I was just helping myself <laughs> with the Enneagram. <laughs> And one of my strengths is to look at things in uh, more than one way. Like uh, mm-hmm. uh, my brain will just see more options of like the same thing. Yeah, I don't know if I'm yeah. explaining no, that that's correctly. that's perfect. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like even even for me, it's like easier to tell you, okay, I see three ways you, you could do this. Yes. Because that way I don't even have to choose for myself which one <laughs> yeah. will apply to more people yeah and then you know that they can just learn that like oh okay so there's not just one way yeah. to do this <laughs> yeah because it's very easy to like you do the way that someone's told you is the one way and it doesn't work mm-hmm. and, and then you think you're the problem or you give up or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah my idea is just to cover this series with like blogging then audio and YouTube. And then I'm going to be sharing that through my newsletter. When will the first one be up? I'm planning by the end of summer that is starting, you know, once people are back. Because I'm in the U.S. So I, I just want to feel like once people go back to their real lives, like... I'm making air quotes here. <laughs> yeah, um, you know me. I want you to have some accountability. So we're all listening. <laughs> it's going to start at the end of summer. So like by September, if we're on your mailing list. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to oh, it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And around the same time, the only other thing that I'm so excited is like we're releasing a product line and a small product line with my business partner. And we call it like a collection of go-tos to help you get things done. So what kind of products are we talking about? Uh, it's there, It's like a five-piece uh, collection and it has like a mug, a necklace and... Um, so it's the oh, shop. It's the shop that you wanted originally. Kind of, yeah. But, but done in more a different like way. Products. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it has like a, a set of like pre uh, Lightroom presets and a few PDF guides. Like I created this, uh, I think it's like a 10-page PDF guide uh, about 
Instagram trends that I spotted through the years. Brilliant. And, <laughs> and I just put it together. And yeah, we're going to have those PDF guides too. And uh, like, I think there is a notepad over there for planning your content for social media. Love it. Uh, yeah, there is a checklist checklist for our website. Um, I'm just trying to remember the, all the little things that we have. But well, yeah. if people want to see the whole collection, they need to get on your email list be, and be on my email list. Follow you on Instagram yeah. because you're going to be showing it there. I'm assuming. Yes. As you when you sell your shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to follow all the steps. Susan, where can people? find more of your work see your beautiful photography and your amazing design skills too well you can find me on uh almost any social media with the handle by.susan.mar and my website it's also uh susan by susanmar.com and you know you can just find me there. And if you go to my website, it will lead you to all the rest of the socials that I have. Amazing. I'll put links in the show notes for this as well. Susan, it's just always a delight mm-hmm. to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much to you, Sarah. Show notes for this episode are at meanorla.co.uk forward slash podcast 113. You should also see them in your podcast app. And I have included links to all of the things Susan talked about, her social media, her website, as well as my Sell Your Shit program, if that's of any interest to any of you, and to my Substack. Wherever you're hanging out online at the moment, I hope it is giving you what you need and you're taking lovely care of yourself. And I hope that we get to talk to each other really soon. Have an awesome week.